way back in the early 20-teens, a city fella from Minnesota and a wannabe cowpuncher from small-town Iowa came together to swap tall tales over the airwaves. They made lots of friends along the way, but even more enemies. By chance, they made acquaintance with a sodbuster from over the other side of the county, who felt obliged to butt in on their little show and give them the what-fors from time to time. After nigh on a decade of pointless blathering, one thing led to another, and they were unceremoniously tossed out on their ear from their little radio show. Eventually, this ragtag group found their way back together and decided to start a little podcast we like to call Dutch by Association. Yeah, well, yeah, well how else am I going to get the levels? Well, an, I it, guess if you're we right, don't you're do right. this, I was going to tell a story, yeah. but it's not, it's just fit Ferrari. Oh, you're such a tease. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 29 of the Dutch by Association podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Barahona. Along with me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Aaron Lons and Mitch Geese. Today's episode of the DBA pod is brought to you by Super High Tech. Did you get your stimulus check? Now's the time to repair or upgrade that phone or computer. Super High Tech has what you need in Sheldon, Orange City, and Sioux Center. Online at super-ht.com. Is it too loud for no, you? No, no. It was like Mitch was super tinny, and then all of a sudden, online at super Was that your voice? No, was it's, that the, it's because he wasn't I, on mic. He was turn, my, uh, turning over uh, here to read. It all brings it right here. Did you say you were adjusting your boxers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Whatever it takes to lower your voice yeah. to super Episode yeah. 29. Yep. Unbelievable. Remember episode 21 with the mic on the laptop? <laughs> that was While episode thinking? one. Yeah, and episode one. Number Not one. 21. Oh, did I say 21? Oh. Yeah. So, this yeah, is what happens. This is what happens when here. Mitch shows up late. Hey, guess what, folks? Planning season's coming up. And uh, some of us uh, got work to do. Yeah, start a little earlier. Yeah. I started before you did. I'm sure you did. Okay. But start a little earlier. That's not the point, guys. I started before. before you got up than most people do all day. Oh, for frying in the pan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. No, that's good. Beautiful weather outside. We started our first basement for a new house already. It's yeah. going to be a big year. Big year. And ever the talk um, from everybody is, oh, building costs. Building costs. Yeah. Wayne over here, the Mr. Right on Time. Got in right. Uh, cheap interest. Yep. Before building costs went up. Exactly right. It was... Uh, they almost dragged it out long enough to maybe... <laughs> yeah, right. You know, to, cost to, a to, little more. Yeah, to, to pull, like, the, the gas man's move here and say, well, you know, we bought this stuff cheap, but we have to buy more expensive stuff, yes. so we have to raise the money on you now. Yeah. yeah. You got it. No, it was nice. Cause we were actually sitting out on the deck here last night or two nights ago, and... You know, we're looking off to our north where there are two empty lots. And my wife goes, she says, ah, you think we're, they're going to build a house there this year? And I said, not with lumber prices the way they are. I can guarantee you. Now, to cheapen it up, they're going to drag an old trailer in. <laughs> nope. Somebody tried that. Oh, that's right. The house across the street from mine, they dug a basement and then tried that was to. was the old hog barn from Sanborn or something. <laughs> Wasn't that? Somebody called it that in the paper. Yes. Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Yeah. It, it, it looks was, like a pharaoh unit. Uh, so the, the, 
the wife of the couple that was doing that is the one that grew up in Aaron's home. Yep. That he lives in now. Yeah, it was just a nice double wide house. And it was something (laughs) that polyester curtains and a a redwood deck. Unfortunately, it was pressure treated pine deck. (laughs) But they they had uh, basically the whole uh, the the whole process was was uh, they were building a house and they just needed a place to go whilst that was happening. Oh, yeah. So a dollar a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and on South Ninth, it's a. It's a pretty cool mix because you've got some houses that are like one hundred and thirty thousand, and you've got some that are probably closer to five hundred thousand. Like you, like yours. Oh my gosh, no, not like mine. But I like how you were both. I like how you're both on cue with that. (laughs) It's nice that I can, uh, as a councilman, I can mix with the little. Oh yeah, the commoners are really the ones that keep me going. (laughs) Ward, whatever you're in, Ward High Dollar. Yeah, Ward Three. Or is it one? Gosh, now I can't remember. You're at large. You don't have to know those things. I don't. And I'm only at large for another three years and change. There you go. Well, if you're not run out of office. But yeah. Well, obviously, there's a precedent for that happening. But let's just hope that I don't find out what that is. Yeah, your wife is saying yes. Hopefully, you don't find out. (laughs) Terrible. Uh, Anyway. Um, Sorry. Yes, we were we were uh, rejoicing in the fact that uh, we'll have an unencumbered view to our north uh, for for a little bit of time to come. Here's what I I think that we've gotten really used to cheap building around here. And I think prices like we have just as many houses to do and the carpenters have just as many houses to do as they've ever had. It's not really slowing building down at all. No, no. But okay. So my wife was uh, telling me the story when she was getting her hair did her hairdresser spun a yarn about uh, a couple that, or I should say a family, I think it was five or six that was living or maybe is living in a two bedroom house waiting to build their dream home. But that building costs went up two hundred thousand, or one hundred percent, from no. from what what they were what they were they quoting. Going to build a house for two hundred thousand dollars ever? First of all, uh, if and we're talking materials cost, we're not talking labor, but just, oh, just, just okay. in, in materials. Yeah, just, if you're just talking the lumberyard, yes, sure, yes, the lumberyard price could could have doubled. Yeah, or getting that, close to that, but not the overall. Cost right. Of the house. Well, yeah, it, that that's that's what I'm getting. I'll at. hop on that. Let you ride that. That's Thank funny. you. But you know the plumber's cost. You know that's really remained pretty constant. <laughs> you know we've done everything we can to cut. Uh, you know an increase and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you want to hear. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, when you even, even 20% margin on anything, everything anyway, you can, but hey, can back that to 110. Well, <laughs> the PV, even if, even though the PVC has been stuck in the Suez Canal, he is still not going to pass that cost on to you, dear consumer. No. So. Any, anybody else let down the ship broke free as fast as it did? <laughs> I guess yes. I had really, I was really thinking it was going to be later this week, and then all of a sudden, the, and I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be Thursday, Friday, high, and then Tuesday. That was high tide. Tuesday, they were like, oh, yeah, I broke free. It was high what? tide. That was kind of a letdown. Well, then there's one. No, you wanted to have more financial unrest? I'm just thinking, oh, I think that was overblown a little bit. Well, they're talking it about. like a $9 billion a day. Yeah. Yeah. Burr, burr. I just feel bad for the guys that were, like, halfway to the Cape of Good Hope and, like, Son of a! I told him we should have waited two more days. 
I'm just Dang. one. You know, you you look at all those ships that were around, and they have to sit there and they have to wait, and then they start getting like really curious, like I wonder what's in these cargo bins anyway. And then like you find the the one that's like full of just adult toys, and these guys are just trying to figure out what is that. Yeah, I can't really. See. <laughs> I had a scenario that played out in my mind. No, it was it was in mine. You know, it's cat o nine tails. I don't understand. You no, thought about this uh, more in depth than I did. Well, that time to think. You really ponder the the idiosyncrasies of yes, perfect. <laughs> so let's. This is we're going to change gears and we're dropping the transmission right on the highway. Friday night was the fundraising supper. And yes. there was there was extra seats. I felt bad. Oh, there were. Yes, I, you guys should have come. You wouldn't. So, it's not like they passed. They didn't pass a plate and then just stare at you until you put something in it. So you guys would have been good to show up. <laughs> no, well, so um, leading up to this, uh, I talked to our mutual friend Jamie, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, Jamie, I need you to record this." And she's like, "Why?" Well, she hadn't listened to the podcast, and I, I don't know if the podcast. Had, well, I, it probably had been released by then, but. Uh, she she later was like, oh, sorry for giving you such a hard time before. Uh, I just listened to the podcast and I realized I was, you know, trying. I was doing the greater good mm-hmm. by recording it. Whereas she was like, well, you know, how about you get your ass over here and you sit down and you watch it and, and you pay the money like the rest of us, you know, like <laughs> I'm going to give you a bootleg copy of this. Yeah. So it was it, was, it uh, went really good, but. So the night prior to that, there was a fundraising supper for the traveling choir for Western Christian that we attended. And so it was like the same event, but at Western the night before and high school kids with actual talent. And a couple of those kids went up and got up and they started singing. So the the traveling choir is going to sing all religious music, just what they're going to do. And that's what you would Mm -hmm. expect getting the Christian school to come to your church on Sunday to sing. A lot of these kids do individual performances or maybe duets or quartets or things like that. And um, a lot of them are religious music again, like maybe some contemporary stuff like you'd see over here at Rise Fest. And a couple got up way near the front and they started singing. And it was a love song from the 2000s that was kind of popular. And I leaned leaned over to Jason, who's a podcast listener. Oh, yeah, Jason. I said, Jason. How many 60, 70, and 80-year-olds are listening to this song right now, assuming it's a religious number? <laughs> and, yeah. and then it just kind of gets weird. Yeah. Well, like, you're, what, you're thinking of the Lord's love, and then it's like, and then I lay in your bosom, and you kiss my neck, and then the people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like really troubled about the lyrics here. I thought maybe song I knew what I song had. it was. Now I now I'm not. Well, so sure. I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah, like I saw like, uh, which hymnal does Salt and Peppa pull their their stuff from? I wanted. I wish I could remember what song that was because it was a love song, but there were lyrics in it that, like the South Park episode did, you just replace baby with Jesus, and you have <laughs> a you've got a, a, like a number one hit on now, 96.5. Now, now, wait a second. Wait just a second. How do you know anything about strictly, South Park? Strictly that clips I, that, uh, that have been on Edited there. clips. Yeah, edited But clips. I, I suppose about the time that that, the, was it Faith Plus One? Was that the name of, of the South Park group, if memory serves? It was Cartman. Yeah, it would have been about the time you were in college. So That's I'm guessing when I seen yeah, it. Yeah, when you're doing when you were doing your senior walkabout <laughs> as uh, so yeah, I'm thinking 
So then we go, we have Friday night in Sanborn and I get up there and I'm like, I better tell these old people that have come to expect four, four hymns to deliver (laughs) continual religious hymn hits from the 1600s, 1700s and 1800s. You know, we're going to drop some people dead in here if they're listening to these lyrics. So I, I said I, that. I, yes. Now that's what I call music 23 BC. <laughs> so I got up there and, and there was some mics and some stands and some other things that had to get moved around. So I took that as an opportunity to tell everybody there that we were going out of the typical 4-4 hymn. We were going to be seven for him because we had seven of us total there. And we were going to do some songs from the 70s, from 1971, 74, and 80. And the the lyrics were not theologically correct. Just wanted to let them know, don't listen to these not lyrics. Not theologically correct. And, and wonder <laughs> what branch of Christianity these come from because they didn't. This is... This is John Denver and the Eagles, but I didn't say what they were. They just had to find out. But you think they knew? Once I started singing, they knew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of people. Okay. My mom's age, John Denver, my mom's favorite artist, Eagles. She's got some vinyl from the Eagles. Yeah, I think a lot of those people did. So I'd like to break down this performance because I've I've watched it a number of times in in preparation for uh, really just taking you to task on this. What happened in the first song? So the first song was Thank God I'm a Country Boy by John Denver. And so, I had the solo. So so it was, uh, you know, they play the piano key. The piano key is right here. Yeah. Ma, 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 ma. And Aaron start, starts out. I start clapping to get everybody going. And then Aaron starts not. Ma, 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 ma. He starts. Ma, 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 ma. Like way up. <laughs> I just marched oh, right. Yep. So it started way too high. The guy that was singing alternate verses for me was way out of his range when he took over. The... Mrs. Schur, the music teacher who was going to play the fiddle interlude, had to go down to the piano to ask the piano if she had any idea what the crap I was doing. (laughs) She did not. So she came back up on stage and was like, I can't play with these guys because I don't even know what key he's in. He's out of control. He does not know what key he's in. No. And so then she was like, well, here goes the interlude because the first two verses and then an interlude and then the third verse interlude. And that's. But so, yeah, the first two verses out of this world, like, well, yeah, it was hard. He, he gradually gets a little higher from the first line in that song anyway. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it was, it was bad. It was like a little ways into it. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. But usually but, they'd be clapping along yeah. right now. And then but they, now they're hurrying him along. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's, 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 but some people were really gracious. My mom of and said it was wonderful. Said she loved the. John and you Denver. looked very handsome up there, <laughs> son. In my pearl snaps. Your pearl snaps. Your yep. Sunday best. With your yep. hand in your pocket and looking. Yeah, looking directly at looking That's a lot of words. That is that is country rap. <laughs> but you Thank did. God I'm a country boy's country rap. <laughs> but but yeah, you were right, Mitch, because he did have the hand directly in the pocket. And That's I saw it a couple was, times. It, like it's it's like his mind slipped and he started letting it out and it was like, oh no, <laughs> back in the pocket. <laughs> That's because my hand was like, get me out of here. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I want to go home. But it was funny how home was like in his pocket itching. Never mind. Um, Being sure the money was still there. Yes. The play right. hadn't passed. But the, <laughs> then the second song, everybody got back together and we sang Country Roads by John Denver. That went really well. We changed up some of the lyrics. One of the lyrics changed um, from Moonshine 
uh, a teardrop in my eye. We changed it to watery bush light, a teardrop in my eye. So <laughs> there's a select few people out there that right. got it and laughed, and the other half were like, That's I couldn't have heard that right. I couldn't have heard that. We changed half of the lyrics, and it was pretty fun. And then the third song was the Eagles. Seven Bridges Road. And, and that, you guys that went really well. Yeah, you nailed it. And uh, as a special treat to our listeners, we do have an audio copy, which we'll just let you listen. Sorry to all of our listeners, as uh, you'll notice now that we're in a little higher fidelity. You know, we were uh, I'm going to blame it on Mitch because we had to sit here so long waiting for him. That's true. And it wouldn't have happened if I the irony of it is that I was like, remember that one time when we recorded a whole episode? Weren't we dumb? (laughs) (laughs) That was episode one. It was kind of a throwback. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're we're yeah. Nigh on. 
boy, we, we're almost at a year that uh, we've been. We've been do- doing this about a year. Yeah. Haven't we? Yeah. Because it was it about was, a year, one year anniversary that we were off yeah, radio. I'd say we're a little, little more than one year because I remember coming in here. We and we schools strategized. Hadn't, schools hadn't canceled yet. Well, I think they had when we, and then we covertly met, you know, because you weren't <laughs> supposed right. to leave the house. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I can, hold on. I can find out here. Give me just a second. Carry the two. Go. I bet it was March something. I think it was. Uh, podcast show. Oh, man. We had. Um, and we're at 9,000 listens. 9,100. 9, as a matter of fact. Wow. Isn't that incredible? We might get to 10,000 before the anniversary. Is that when we get the check from Spotify? Uh, yeah, probably not. We had yeah, the next- first one for $10. <laughs> so I think it, YouTube, we need to put our stuff on YouTube and start getting subscribers. Yeah, we got, you know, we got 100 people that have liked it, but only 10% uh, of you subscribe. I'm not sure video is going to help us. We are, I think uh, we are just a hair over a week shy of our one year anniversary. Hmm. Uh, April... Um, no, actually, April 3rd? Yeah, April 3rd was when we recorded our first episode. So, so four days short. Yeah. Very good. All right, now that we got that. And we haven't learned out. crap. No, well, Not but, even how to turn on a mic. <laughs> but and we got a professional radio guy in well, here. I see, but I'm, I'm so far removed now that... Chief engineer. Yeah. yeah. Engineer. Not just a regular engineer. We even got an engineer's salary. A radio uh, engineer's salary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is on par with uh, the fry cook at your local McDonald's. But irregardless, uh, we're here to learn. We are going to uh, increase our knowledge. And uh, if you recall, a few episodes back, we had our good buddy Travis on to tell us. All day, which I thought was his nickname, but it's his last name. Yeah, and he's never heard that before. (laughs) I can tell you that. Uh, But uh, his partner in crime... Who is your uh, your cohort? Who we had because um, he he had a, a sick tummy or a, a you had an owie tummy that yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to be here to record with us, and you had a sour tum tum, bad acid reflexes. <laughs> He was on the couch at mom so, and dad, so drinking Seven Up, watching Prices yeah, Right. Yeah, 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 I pay my own mortgage. Oh. <laughs> well, I hope your acid reflexes get better. Nah, they haven't since I was young, so uh, I'm just on the downhill slope from here. Uh, it's reflux, bud. It's nothing to fix it. Can't have surgery. Just got to take meds. Was not a candidate. Choked on the catheter they shoved three feet down my nose, and not about to do that again. Oof. Well, thanks, Wayne. <laughs> this. I was making a joke about your. Uh, you called it reflex. reflex. Oh, re- yeah. And reflex. and Wayne said reflux. Falling you know. And then and you then-, then you made us all feel bad about making fun of you because they shoved a rigid Hello. sea snake down your throat. <laughs> hey, I, I work for you. I'm used to taking it. I'm fine with it. You can't. Oh hurt my boy. Feelings. Jeez, Aaron. <laughs> tough boss to work. Kind of operation yeah, you're in here. I'm a, yeah, I'm tough. Because not I've only because not only does Tyler make you money by his uh, labor, he also makes you money with his his uh, his mind, his his particular uh, aversion to uh, knowing how stocks work. So, uh, but more than yeah, well, more than stocks. Well, I mean, knowing how the stock market works yes. and utilizing some of these uh, uh, rapid growth mechanisms that 
are able to make and lose a lot of money. So uh, Tyler's yeah. been doing the day trading thing on Robinhood for a long time, and I've hated every minute of it that you've done it. I secretly withheld three hours out of every week of his paycheck uh, because I know that he should have been clocked out to Fair. do Robin Hood. Fair. Waiting for the labor union to hear that. <laughs> To you be, can't do that. Well, no, I'm just well, kidding. I suppose you. The, but the, <laughs> I get a call from Des Moines. <laughs> yeah, somebody in her office was listening to your podcast. <laughs> you can't be doing that. Well, <laughs> just tell them who your accountant was at the time, and that'll explain it away. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, you. Uh, so Tyler talked me into a little over a month ago. It's right at oh, I don't know. Would have been February 15. Tyler talked me into investing some money into Robinhood, and he would personally guarantee personal guarantee those gains. So I figured as long as I can, well, it, it's it's a gamble for me because I have to keep him employed for 12 months. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Good I am call. taking Good on call. some risk yep. Yep. Smart to the business. And yeah, it, <laughs> I guess if there's one way to ensure you don't get fired, <laughs> personally guarantee a debt to the boss. But I put it into Robinhood and Tyler's been giving me advice at like eight in the morning of what we're going to do. And then maybe a text around noonish on buying and selling. And it's no stocks. It's calls and puts. It's options. And there are particular days that you can get them for and for how much they are. And I have no idea what it what it is. But we brought so, Tyler along here. So, Tyler, welcome. Hi. Glad to have you here finally. Uh, so, for the uninitiated, explain uh, in actual... Like I'm five years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, explain what Aaron's trying to say. Uh, so, basically, what, what's happening is when you buy a call or a put, you're buying a contract for 100 shares of any particular stock that you may be trading. Um, what that does is it gives you a right to buy and or sell that stock at that price in which you put for that particular date. So um, this is not going to the newspaper and saying, I've got $100 that I'm going to put on. Let's find one. Let's find one. This penny stock, go. It's it's much different than that, isn't it? Uh, kind of. It's, just, it's kind of like um, trading futures. So... The other day, you sent me a text and it said Tesla four one seven hundred dollar call. What brought you to that conclusion that well, that's for, what for, I needed to first do? First off, explain what that meant. Yeah, what is. that meant. Okay, so four one would be the date. April first is the day that contract expires. So um, a seven hundred dollar call is Tesla hitting seven hundred dollars by the four one date. Now we're approaching four one, and will Tesla hit that? Probably not. Um, but what we're doing is we're playing the implied volatility of people pushing that stock up and giving more people uh, more speculation on buying it. So if they think it's going to hit that, they're going to purchase that contract from you. You're basically trying to purchase that contract before somebody else wants to purchase it. Now, I will say Tesla is a horrible example because we were not charting that stock. We were simply buying the dip um, because of Tesla's volatility. Yeah, but Tesla. we have a love affair. You and I have a love affair with Tesla. Uh, just Aaron, why, Aaron, why, why is that? Yeah. I don't know, just Tesla. No, because uh, you're I, a, I hate the idea. Of, no, guy. I hate the idea of electric vehicles, but it is so it moves but beyond what people believe it should. It is Ty, out of control. Tyler has a specific reason. I've been doing fairly well this year, so I can't can't complain. I've made a few minor mistakes, um, but there's you can't you can't trade stocks without making mistakes. That's just I mean I made. 
I lost 10 grand before I made any money by making mistakes. I learned from those mistakes, thankfully. So you put 10,000 of your own cash in and lost it? Correct, yep. Pay you too much. <laughs> well, it, it, it wasn't necessarily money that you paid me. It was so, so when money you, from elsewhere. What, okay, when you put in 10,000 and you lose it, when do you... How do you say, okay, now this time it'll be different? This sounds like a an abusive relationship. There's someone you just keep coming back to. Tesla punches you in the face. Keep it'll be beating the crap time. out of you, but you said, no, this time it'll be different. So what, how... Elon how really you, loves me. How did you get to that conclusion? What really hurt me last year is I think I got into trading at, at the wrong time because we were in a very, uh, very, very volatile market. And at that point time I wasn't a bear trader um so betting on the market going down wasn't wasn't my strong suit so I was constantly trying to bet on the market going up when it was never gonna go up anymore because we I mean it dropped what like 12,000 points or 10,000 points over the course of three months so that's ultimately what cost me all that money and what I learned from that is I don't I need to be a bear and bull trader the market goes up and down you can't just zone in on one particular, you know, way of trading. You have to adapt and overcome. And I eventually did that. Um, I will say I got incredibly lucky with Tesla. Uh, I was basically chasing losses one day. Um, it was channeled really well. The chart was looking, it was either going to break up or down. Um, I was kind of just chasing that waiting for the next day to break out. Well, I didn't really expect Elon to announce a stock split that night after the market closed. And basically what that did is Tesla went into super drive mode and went up like 20% the next day. So I essentially made $30,000, over $30,000 in less than four hours. $30,000 in less than four hours. Yeah. So, and the- Based off of what initial investment? Uh, I think I had like twelve hundred bucks invested. You had you had twelve hundred dollars yep. into Tesla, and it turned into thirty thousand. Yep, in less than four. It, it was. Uh, I think the market opened, and my portfolio went from I don't know, I had like a four thousand dollar portfolio, it jumped all the way up to eighteen thousand uh, dollars, literally in seconds of the market opening. Um, so, what's your initial reaction when you see that? <laughs> I'm gonna call it. Man, this, <laughs> this, feels, <laughs> tom, tom. I, I, this feels like I'm selling computers for a living. <laughs> funny, wow. Funny story to that. I actually did not come into work um, one day in which I was trading Tesla, which was relatively close to that date, but it wasn't that particular day um, because I was like, I had to pay. I had to pay attention. It was just so volatile, and I had so much money invested. Um, and I ended up making quite a bit of money that day, and then coming into work around 11 or something like that, and sharing it with me. <laughs> No, I did not share any of the money <laughs> with Aaron. Um, uh, but so I ended up holding on to those Tesla calls. Um, and later that day, the market, I had actually, I held on to them. And midday, I, had, I saw $30,000. And by the end of the day, I, it dropped down to 18000 So anyway, I kept them. I held them. And the next morning, it opened up. My portfolio opened up from like 18000 It was at 33000 or something like that. So I sold, I think I sold over half of them and, and said, and then I kept going, kept letting it ride. And by the time it was all said and done and I got out of the contracts and bought back in and then sold some, um, I had made over 60K. Um, but the crappy part about that was, is if I just would have held all those contracts the next day, I would have made over $140,000 off of a thousand dollar investment in less than a week. Wow. So, but I didn't do that and I'm not going to get mad at not doing that because I made a lot of money regardless. So you can't get mad at making that kind of money. I mean, you, and it's a lot of lessons that me and Aaron have had is, well, do we hold these? I mean, we're up 30%, 40%. Well, no, let's just take our 30, 40% and move on. Cause there's always another trade. It's, it's, 
discipline is what it is. Um, you. How do you remove emotion from the equation? Lose $10,000 and then make it all back. <laughs> <laughs> but now at the end of 2021, 2020 you didn't you had lost a lot of your yeah yeah i and and partially it was because it it wasn't that you made thirty thousand dollars and then stopped trading and then yeah no i I kept going and i learned more lessons by losing more money um which is kind of what it took um it, it actually was powell and this is what makes me mad about the feds is they have a lot of manipulation over the market and the market was green, probably 600 and some points. The Dow specifically was green, probably 600 points. That before, means up. Yeah, before Powell's speech at noon. And I had probably, I had like probably 15 or maybe almost $20,000 invested. I don't remember at this time. Um, actually, it might have been more than that because I lost like $15,000 in literally 10 minutes as soon as his speech started. So, <laughs> um, and that's when I, um, I had pulled out um, all my the initial 10000 that I had lost and I had pulled out an additional 20000 So, I had pulled out a bunch of money um, and I left my port prior right above 30000 and that dropped me below 25000 which is what you need to day trade. So, then I got banned from day trading for 90 days and I essentially just pulled out the rest of my money. I had deposited probably $5,000, ended up losing half of that, got mad, and just I completely stopped trading for until I got unbanned. And even then, I still didn't really get back into it. Um, and then it was probably January of this year. Um, I wanted to wait for the market to get back into a more um, manageable market. So where you're not going to- bull market. Not not necessarily a bull market, but a market where you can manage your losses. You In a market like we were in for half the year last year, there was no managing your losses. You just straight up couldn't invest a lot of money. And that was a, less, that was a lesson I learned was in a market like that, yeah, you can make a lot of money, but you're going to lose a lot of money just as easily. So um, I think that me getting banned from day trading for 90 days helped me better myself and my trading strategy. Because um, when you're day trading is buying a call or a put and then selling that call and put the same day. Correct. And that's, <clears throat> I learned that you want to be able to do that because a lot of times when you have a call or a put and you wait overnight, when that market opens, that baby falls fast Boom. and you can't, and you have to try to sell that. And by the time you put what you're willing to sell it for into the computer and hit enter, nobody's willing to pay that anymore yeah, because that was three seconds ago, son. It's yeah, it's already dropped and below. I mean, so sometimes that's a scary it'll... point. So being able to do that the night before mm-hmm. when it's kind of steady, that's great. So losing your day trades really kind of kicks you in the teeth. Yeah. So you get three day trades per five trading days. It's tough trying to work and manage your money as well, that, which I'm yeah. glad. Oh. I'm glad <laughs> that it is hard for him to be on Robin Hood and work. So I, I, I really do. So that 90 days, I really just kind of focused on my work and everything and, and just kind of took a hiatus, wow. hiatus, uh, just took a vacation, took a pay cut and went back to his normal job. Mm-hmm. And so if we go back to where we started, we're up from 1500, we're up 121% in two months. So, and right away, right out of the shoot, we lost about 50% of our money and I was Tyler's ideas and Tyler telling me what to do lost me 50% of my 1500. So when you go back just a month, I'm up 276%. Because if you want to have good returns, have come off of really bad returns. <laughs> so it makes so, the percentage look better, it does. doesn't it? Your percentage is like, wow. Well, that's hardly anything more than what I started with, but I lost most of it right out of the gate. So, so let me propose something to you. What can you do with, say... 
250 or 500 bucks. So funny, funny thing you actually say that, um, when I got back into trading, it was late January. Um, I actually only put in $250. I haven't put in any more money since then. Um, and I've managed to turn that into a lot more money than $250. And I've pulled out my initial investment times 20 at least. And I still have money in my portfolio. I literally follow up five different stocks and trade those stocks pretty religiously. So I'm able to chart them more accurately. Um, I'm able to, I kind of know how it's going to react when it gets to certain simple moving averages based on watching it do the same thing over and over previously. Sure. So that also helps uh, when you're investing is I don't think you should try to, you shouldn't trade more than five stocks. I think probably any good trader would tell you that. How many, how many of those uh, calls, puts and calls that you purchase are day trades versus swing um, so I always want to try to swing something, but yet I don't at the same time, if that makes sense. So I'll day trade it if I don't want to swing it and I will swing, only, swing, uh, by the way, means holding on for more than a day. Yeah. More than a day. So I always try to utilize my day trades to the full extent. Um, so like today I bought those AAL calls. I was up 57 American airlines. Yeah. American airlines. Uh, sorry, that's a ticker, but so anyway, I was up 57% on them. Um, and that's hard not to sell when you're up 57%. However, the chart looks really, really, really good. So do I want to waste a day trade on that when I think I could swing it in tomorrow and still get the same, uh, percentage gain out of it and, or maybe lose a little bit, but yet still be above my 30, 40% mark is kind of the deal. Like that's what you got to start thinking about then is, well, I don't want to waste a day trade because I might need to waste that day trade tomorrow to get out of something that I got into that I shouldn't have. So how old are you? Uh, 24. You're 24. And is this something you envision doing full time? Uh, well, (laughs) it's a tough question. Not until he's done. Yeah, you're (laughs) doggone right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're calling me out here right from my boss. Uh, someday, (laughs) Someday, yes, but um, I like working with my hands, and that's not something I plan on getting out of for a little while yet, but I'm also not going to beat my body up. I, I have to make a lot more money, and I have to prove a lot more to myself um, before I can even consider that. So in the short time, short term, no, um, but long term, yeah. When I'm like maybe 30, you know, get, getting old, you know, I already... <laughs> I already, I'm already starting to feel just by part of it's my go diet. To bed I, by yeah, midnight, I, I do. I do this go to the bed. world's smallest so, violin. Yeah, I, I can. <laughs> um, me and my cousin actually have built this chart. Um, basically, if you start with $500 and you make 20% on that $500 a week for the first six months and then 10% on that for the remaining six months, it actually comes out to $1.3 million that you would profit that year off of a $500 investment. Now, 20% a week, I would say is pretty easy, but you just have to have discipline and you need to find and wait for a trade that's, that's, that's going to get you there. Um, now when you get up into the higher, say you have like a $50,000 portfolio, it's going to be pretty tough to make 20% of that you know, a week. Well, you're not as comfortable with the volatility. That, that's yeah, part you, of it. Cause you're not going to want to, yeah, you're not going to want to throw $50,000 into one trade and then watch it drop 20% before you make 20%. So, that, I mean, that toys with your emotion and that's what wall street strives on. They want you to have those emotions because you, you may have made the complete right trade and it just goes south and you're down 30% or even 40%. Sometimes I've been down on a trade that I thought was just the absolute right trade. And I, you know, I wanted to sell, wanted to sell. 
ended up not selling. You should sell. You should absolutely stop out at 20%. You shouldn't even let it get below 20% before you exit that trade because you can always rebuy back in at a, at a better entry and then to maximize your gain. So it's, it's just one of those, there's several strategies you can use, but that's, you should never go less or never lose more than 20% on a trade. Um, you should always pull out before then and rethink and redevelop your emotions because emotions, emotions cost you money. Having no emotions doesn't cost you that much money. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. $500. That makes a great, a great poster for the wall in here. Right. (laughs) Emotions cost you money. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's true though. Thinking about asking for a raise. Emotions cost you money. (laughs) All right, so here's what I propose. I've got $250. I want to see what you can do with it. So you just tell me where to do it, where to put it, and then we're going to come back here in three months. It's uh, the So you get whatever he makes, or, I mean, what benefit does he have? Just to Uh, prove himself? To prove himself. And then you get the money? Shut up. Wow. (laughs) I'm fine. I'll give you $250, too. No, you stop. You already have your money yeah, invested. You, you, no, you, I think you should prove myself with my uh, prove yourself with my ten grand. Do we just need to create another group chat for the older guys or what? Future thousandaires. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so our our uh, our chat's no longer future billionaires. And um, realize the yeah. futility of that. Well, it was future <clears throat> millionaires, and then um, I don't remember when it got changed. I don't know if it was after I made a lot of money on Tesla that we were like, oh yeah, let's change this to billionaires. This is a good idea. And then anyway, I got changed to billionaires. Now it's just it's just wolves of Wall Street. We figured we'd just settle. Ah. We'd settle with that. All right, we gotta let Tyler get home. It's Puppy Watch 2021. Oh man, at the Tyler Lamb House. Yeah, I'm gonna have eight, at least eight puppies soon. So, what kind? German short hair pointers. Wow, yeah. GSPs. GSPs. You sell them? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not keeping all of them. No way. So <laughs> you live in Archer. I mean, it's. I've debated on keeping one, but that would be horrible. I can't do it. It's three, <laughs> two dogs is enough. But I mean, I could do three, but it's just tough because they breed I, with each other. Yeah, yeah. So they're purebreds. My original goal was to breed them until my ex girlfriend left, and that was no longer a goal. So <laughs> here I am. Yeah, it's up to the listeners to figure out what professionally or personally. I want this. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to hit the go back 15 second button here on the radio and <laughs> Wait listen a to minute. that one more time. <laughs> Who's breeding? Really, what? With, uh, okay. No, right. to breed the dogs with the with my male with the female that we got together. Um I realized after she left I was not about to do that on my own. Um for one, it's a lot of work. But then, but then the the, na- the whole nature, nature took, took over. over. Yeah, yeah, nature. Yeah, nature took over. Couldn't. couldn't yeah. Turns out, just instructing the dogs not to have the love will not keep dogs from having the love. <laughs> yeah. No a- way. A- Abstinence-only training not effective with dogs. <laughs> oh my no, gosh. Even when you influence it in such a way as keeping them separated, they're gonna find a way. So I learned that the hard way. Uh, kind of like how I learned the stock market the hard way. Um, kind of like how I've learned every lesson in life the hard well, way. Well, that's so. going to be a lot of people's story, too. All right. So it's what you do with it once you learn man, it. Man, I feel like I haven't been on here for that long. I haven't even touched on any sort of trading strategy. So we'll have to talk about that in three months after I make that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yes, I think what we'll do is is we'll do a DBA pool, basically, <clears> and we'll just see what we can do with it. And then um, we can either lambast you in three months or compliment you, which... I'm not. I have a hard time with that. Yeah. Cult. I feel like we've learned a lot. I could teach you guys a lot more stuff. 
It's a good thing that you never lack confidence, son. It's true. It's the biggest factor in life. You have confidence that's going to get you places. <laughs> Tyler, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we look forward to seeing this strategy play out, and uh, we look forward to having you back. Awesome. Sounds good. It's finally good to, good to be on here. You uh, pushed it back about oh, like a month now. I'm, I'm glad your tum-tum's doing better. <laughs> Most days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back with segment three next. Sit here at the uh, hit your fume because Tyler, you know, on his way out. Well, key to getting more younger listeners is to have more people like me on your program instead of just catering to old people like yourselves. Yeah, let's uh, we'll bring in the summer theater crew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that worked on the radio. Yeah, that worked well on the radio. People tuned in. Those were those were the worst. The worst. I I play so and so and. Uh, what I really learned and enjoyed about the part, it... Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. And then, yeah, you had the uh, the actual mm. educator there who did not want to be there and did, could care less about being there. <laughs> yeah, it's a show that's well, coming up. Best all part the rest was, of them. I had to go out into the entryway and say, is this everybody? Well, I don't know. They're high schoolers. They say they'll be here sometimes. <laughs> they come sometimes. They don't. Don't know if this is everybody. Well, who wants to talk? Well, we haven't figured that out yet. The person that was supposed all to right. talk isn't coming. Like, yeah, this is neat. <laughs> but now I, you had the best part because you told me to go deal with them. That was well, like yeah. my job. That was yeah, it's true. It was your job. I'm I had to, you're here. You go deal with them. I had to push the. Buttons. Wayne was like the stern father though. Sometimes so like so is it actually going to be good or not? If I'm paying an entry fee. <laughs> well, come on now. I didn't <laughs> a little bit. Why? Yeah. Why? What? what? No, come on. <clears throat> I wanted. <sighs> My goal was to try and get these young people to speak like from the heart or off the cuff, something more than just. So here is what the back of the program says. <coughs> Tell us this a little bit. This is a about- lighthearted romp about a blah 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 blah. Okay. Yeah. Why do you make it good? Um. Uh, hey, man. They were going off the script. You get mad at me if I ad lib. Well, it's because you're not good at it. Bull. Speak from the heart when you ad lib, man. <laughs> what, making fun of Wayne is speaking from the heart. I'm glad that that's what your heart contains. It's all that's there. <laughs> it's pure black. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys gone east out of town yet? Have you noticed the deconstruction? No, I have, I have not literally. Mm. It, it, as did we you come in this, that way? I did, yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw. Yep. I, have, old, I haven't even left the office Pomida today. The old Pomida. It's, it, it, it'll always be Pomida to me. Oh, for sure. I remember being a kid and, and mom making the trip to Sheldon on a Monday night because everything stayed open late. That was a big deal. Kids, tonight, mom is going to Sheldon. Ooh, boy. <laughs> we get a new wardrobe. And a, Here's one no, new no, no, shirt. No, yes, that's what it would be. And I remember going and, and I remember getting... $7 for shoes. If we got to go, $7, $7 for a pair of shoes. Yeah. And you could find them at Pomida. Some $7 recycled milk jugs that marked the ever-living business out of the floor at Western Christian at a basketball camp. We said non-marking souls right on the school supplies list. Well, they didn't put that on the school supply list until I went there and marked the crap out of their floor. 
No, so Shopko's coming down for a what? Quick Star. Yes. Which people are like, I mean, I've been to the Quick Star in Spirit Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit Lake. Yeah, it's all right, yeah, I guess. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. But people are like, oh, yeah, I always get this and this particular thing from there is really, really good. And this other particular thing is really, really good. And Casey's is known for pizza. Uh, quick Star slash Quick Trip has uh, gallons of milk in a bag. And, and no way. They, yes. Yeah. And huh. bananas. Yeah. Really cheap. Really cheap bananas. That's their loss, loss leader. leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's Comfort only so the much you're going to lose on bananas. Though. I don't for the, I think they're practically free. But so that's a Minnesota thing. So you, this yes. is probably near and dear to your heart. It, a little it, piece of Minnesota very much your is. Uh, and I, I'm very actually sad to admit this on the air, but I've got no shame. I remember being 16, and you know when your kids you drive around. We uh, we drew we one night did drive to uh, I think a dozen different quick trips in the. Uh, greater metropolitan Twin Cities area and bought like chocolate milk and uh, candy cigarettes and actually wrote a song about it called so, Quick Trip Quest. So why uh, uh, <laughs> when they're all the same though? What? They're not though. Each has their own flavor. Oh, they all have their own little quirks. Yeah. yeah. But it's so if we didn't have enough convenience store, I mean we had three cases at one point. Temporarily. Well they built the new one. Right. Uh, don't we oh, have? Yeah, don't don't right. we have a? Aren't there enough places to get gas? And then the place in Boyden is like, you know what? This gas station hasn't worked the, with the last three owners, but by golly, I'm going to buy it, dump a quarter million into it, and make it work this time. So that's going to be I, like a big I, gas station. I know the thing. new owner. He's a good guy. That's fine and great, but he'll do well. He'll do fine. Really. Yeah, he's going to make it a nice convenience. Overhead store. was roughly ten dollars a month at the old one. <laughs> yeah, and they and, couldn't make it work. And zero of that went to cleaning the restroom uh, or anything is that, like is that. Is that the key to a good convenience? Well, if it, store? if it looked all right, when I'm going to stop, if it looks like, oh boy, I don't want to. I don't even want to risk taking a leak in there. Um, <laughs> I'm not stopping. I'm not. No, gonna. I'll say if I, if the reason I'm stopping somewhere is because I got to use the can. Yeah, I will. Ooh, this is the old Casey's where the can is behind the register. I'll pass yeah, I'll, that I'll pass. one. I'm going to go to the one down where I, that one's in the back of the store, mm-hmm. and the we, door locks and it's a one holer. Yeah, I like that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I Who was knew? very. I was very confused when I moved down here. Wait, I have to go behind the counter to use the bathroom. Oh, I don't. I they didn't like even give me the key. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it would be better than having the the old school ones where it's out back and you need to. And you got to touch take, the key that some hobo yeah, that, just handled. That's and, yeah, oh, tied man. to like a, 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 a sponge, usually yeah. something that. Yeah. So you're pretty confident in what's going on in Boyden. You think Quick Trip? Yeah. Have you been to a brew? No. So there's one in uh, Correctionville. You get there all the time. It's right on. If you're going to go down Highway 20, that's where you go from Sheldon. Okay. Right. But anyway, uh, there's another one in such uh, sass. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't remember. Uh, well, there's one in Storm Lake, I think. But so it's anyway, a brew. That's the name of it. Yeah, and, and they pride themselves on having good coffee. Is that owned by Brew Oil? Brew Oil, because yeah. Brew Oil bought the Dinos in Sanborn and, and a couple other, and they bought Pit Stop in Boyden. Okay, because there was like three Dinos they bought too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Putting it all the thanks, wow. Mitch. Right, and they really do wonderful things, huh? 
Yeah. yeah oh, I, that's good. Oh, I, I'm looking forward I, to that. I don't want to. Not eat. as much as I'm looking forward to a gallon of milk in a bag. But it's <laughs> <laughs> how the Canadians do it. Oh, yeah. So do you think the quick trip people were like, you know, what that town needs is a really good, spacious, almost like a truck stop. They don't have one. And they're like, you know, we'll buy the Shopco. And then when they were hauling their excavators in, they drive by the brand new opened up truck stop. Oh, go, son of a <laughs> crap. <laughs> no, we were going to be the first one. They're ones. building right next to Jackrabbit Junction, too. I think they're catering to people that don't want to go to a truck stop or yeah. know the brand. And it's like a... It's almost like a neighborhood grocery. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't see... I, I see Jackrabbit Junction taking a big hit. Because they're kind of the only thing. In, yeah. And they're a locally owned... They're in a locally owned thing that's trying to do the big the big deal stuff. But they're 90% of the way there. Quick Trip is 100% of the way there. I, I see them losing some significant business. And that... If, if you're, if no, you're not a truck driver and you're stopping because you want a really nice clean restroom and a good food selection and easy in and out gas pumps and they got a car wash and everything else that's kind of what they cater to why are we not asking them for a sponsorship that record what he just said let's pitch it to quick trip i think we got yeah. a good sponsorship or anywhere that has a really good bathroom that isn't behind a counter mhm mhm mm-hmm. let me poop in peace well, I try not no, to do that. I, what you want, you want the cashier for you to poop and pee. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Ha! <laughs> oh, well, this uh... hit the F five or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever button you do to market. I, I didn't for know deletion. where you were going with that. No, I'm just so saying, it's just... like everybody can hear you. It's <laughs> like when you get to be a plumber and you've helped people design and lay out bathrooms for homes. You figure out that homes that have bathrooms off of the kitchen or dining room are the worst, or living rooms. For goodness sake, let's have that bathroom like our house too. The first thing we did was like, how can we get our bathroom to not, you know, you got company over. Someone's like, oh, I don't. Okay. All right. Use the bathroom. <laughs> I had some of Aaron's then, baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> then you throw open the bathroom door just right into the dinner table with them all looking at you. <laughs> what took oh, so hey, long? <laughs> Been in there a while. So he's <laughs> checking my oh, Aaron, Aaron, you left the fan running. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And then people are, you know, I, re- I want a really good fart fan. No, you don't. You want the crappiest, noisiest fart fan we got. Because it ain't about the smell. It's about the noise it makes. You want the noise-canceling yeah. fart fan. So. It's just a little thing. So you learn when you're into the industry as long as I am. It's, yeah, get the bathroom door somewhere away from where the company's sitting. Anyhow. This is, you, you know, the last, well, last episode, I took me like five minutes to edit there was yeah. just like this one's gonna be hard some some of but Mitch it took and I five singing. days to edit it which is fine hey but I I guess he was really busy I was sick I was dealing with the the oh that's shot. right yeah gross handled that like a wuss hmm. I still showed up to work you didn't have a sour tum tum they did not have a well I did have a sour tum tum I did not let that get me down good that's because you're in a different position than your employees mm-hmm. well good luck at it in this one sorry if what i brought up wasn't clean enough to make the cut i 
I started out this whole show talking about uh, people on tankers finding adult toys. So, oh, no. I mean, really, it's just we're all. Isn't that funny, guys? It, come, come on board this joke with me, guys. Come on. In for a penny, no, in for a fine. pound. That's fine. <laughs> oh, let's. Yeah, you it. can edit that out, too, probably. <laughs> Lord only knows how the the spirit will strike me here in a couple of days. But meanwhile, Mm -hmm. someone closed this. That's right. And that is Someone Is Me. Today's episode of the DBA Pod is brought to you by You Can Gamble in the Stock Market and on Robinhood, but don't gamble with your technology. Super High Tech in Sheldon, Orange City, and Sioux Center is open six days a week to help you out on the web at super-ht.com. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's you now, bud. That's I'll go ahead and ad lib. You're really good at it. <laughs> uh, Mitch can go fly a kite to learn more about the pod and just who the heck we think we are. Hit us up on social media. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All at DBA Pod and maybe someday at DBAPod.com. We thank you and we'll see you. <laughs>